With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. For living a life free of debt, stress, and worry, her new book is almost here. And time is running out for you to take advantage of her incredible pre-order offer. You get $70 worth of bonus items, including the Love Your Life Not There's digital audio book, the Love Your Life Not There's digital e-book, and the New York Times bestseller. Smart Money Smart Kids ebook. It's all for free when you pre-order the new book today. Go to rachelcruz.com to pre-order before the deal is gone. That's rachelcruz.com or call 888-22-PIECE, 888-227-3223. This is 1050 AM KCAA Loma Linda and 106.5 FM Yucaipa. I'm Chris Maurer, CNBC Business Radio. Stocks are higher. The Dow's up 23 points. The Nasdaq higher by 18. A big merge in the energy industry. Canadian pipeline company Enbridge is buying Houston's Spectra Energy in a deal worth about $28 billion. The transaction is expected to close in the first quarter of next year. German pharmaceutical giant Bayer is upping its bid for Monsanto. Bayer said it would pay $127.50 per share for the American biotech seed company. That's up from its previous $125 a share offer. The two companies have been negotiating since May. And tomorrow is Apple's big iPhone event. The tech giant is expected to unveil the iPhone 7 along with the Apple Watch 2 and software upgrades grades for all Apple products. Some of the new features expected on its new generation smartphone include an upgraded camera. What if you could store your IRA or 401k where you could see, touch, and hold it in person in the form of physical gold and silver coins? With the Augusta Gold and Silver IRA, you can transfer retirement savings into physical coins and store them where you can actually see them. Getting started is absolutely free, so call now, 855 855- 858-5807. Call toll-free, 855-858-5807 now for your free guide to Augusta Gold IRAs. Napa know-how. You don't need an air-conditioned steering wheel or high-performance supercharger to use Mobile One full synthetic motor oil. Now just $579 a quart at Napa. Mobile One offers premium protection for all cars, premium or not so premium. So give your ride Mobile One synthetic, just $579 a quart, even if it doesn't have the latest technological stuff. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer expires 9-30-16. NBC 
ABC News Radio. I'm Tom Roberts. On the day after Labor Day, the top presidential candidates are in full campaign mode. Republican nominee Donald Trump is promising improved health care for the nation's veterans. You're going to see a doctor, a really good doctor. You're going to get taken care of 100 percent. And your government is going to pay your bill, and you're going to be all set. It's going to be very good. Trump told supporters at a campaign rally in Virginia Beach that if he's president, veterans will be able to seek medical or mental care outside the troubled Veterans Administration. Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton says Republicans are offering a dark and divisive vision for America. Campaigning in Florida, Clinton again mocked Republican Donald Trump for saying he alone can fix the nation's most serious problems. Two new polls today give different views of the race. The latest CNN ORC survey shows Trump with a two-point lead, while the new NBC News Survey Monkey poll keeps Clinton in front by six. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Brock Turner is now a registered sex offender in Ohio. The former Stanford University swimmer who spent three months in jail for sexual assault in California registered as a Tier 3 sex offender this morning at the Greene County Sheriff's Office in Xenia, Ohio. Turner's return to his parents' home in Ohio has sparked local protests. Congress is back in Washington, D.C. today with some major issues to work out. Members have to act quick if they want to pass legislation that would prevent a government shutdown. White House spokesman Josh Ernest says there isn't much of a track record that things will get done. The fact is we have seen the Republican-led Congress operate at historic lows when it comes to doing the people's business. Both chambers will have less than 20 days to complete their work before taking off for their month-long election season recess. Tour groups can once again see the entire ceiling of the Capitol's rotunda in D.C. Last year, scaffolding and tarps covered up the interior of the dome to repaint surfaces, upgrade electrical work, and prevent debris from falling to the floor. Tom Roberts, NBC News Radio. A new study suggests that exposure to virtual violence may make kids more aggressive. Pediatrician Brennan Forward says it's a real concern, especially for younger kids. They may act in a certain situation because they saw something on a cartoon do that, but they don't know that it could be bad. Dr. Forward says children need to be shielded from virtual violence. He's urging parents to monitor their children's viewing activities, whether online in apps, video games, movies, or on TV. A recent study shows that eating pasta is associated with a lower body mass index. What we don't want to do is look at a study like this and think it's okay to go out and have four cups of pasta with Alfredo sauce. Registered dietitian Kristen Kirkpatrick at the Cleveland Clinic saying common sense and portion control are vital. The study looked at a typical Mediterranean diet that included pasta. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. From the KCAA Weather Center, I'm Tom Ladd. For this afternoon, patchy fog before 11 this morning, otherwise cloudy through mid-morning, then clearing with a high near 88. Clear tonight with a low of 64. West wind at 10 to 15 with gusts as high as 25 expected. Sunny Wednesday, high near 96. It'll be clear Wednesday night with a low of 65. South wind at 10 to 15 and gusts as high as 20 expected. That's your weather forecast for this hour from KCAA 106.5. FM and 10:50 a.m. Stations that leave no listener behind. This is KCAA. They had a foolproof plan. It's election time. First, we find a bad candidate. But wait, he's got to be the worst candidate in history—a real train wreck. I will build a great 
Great Wall. Well, actually, I have been very consistent over the course of my entire life. Are you supporting a campaign? All right, easy now. Easy. We don't have time for that. Are you running for office? Brilliant. Are the big candidates sucking all the air out of the room and you can't get your message out? Well, it's time to advertise on KCAA. Don't let your message get thrown in the trash can with all those flyers. <laughs> no. Don't let your message fade into the background with all those signs. Get into the ears, the minds, and the hearts in KCAA's listening audience. Log on to our website at KCAA radio.com and give us a call we've got great rates for local candidates because your message is important too bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. what have we done are you thirsty for books that will fill your soul with wisdom joy and inspiration then take a refreshing and nourishing drink at alice's quiet mind bookstore located in the heart of the agape international spiritual center in culver city which incidentally was recently featured on the today show from aromatic soy candles to best-selling authors like Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith and a whole host of other visionaries, Alice's Quiet Mind Bookstore has everything to soothe your body, spirit, and soul. For more info and directions, visit agapelive.com today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or no Wi-Fi available, you can still listen to every minute of AM First Radio Network by calling 605-477-4700. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. Saves your data plan and no extra cost if you have unlimited minutes. Call 605-477-4700 to listen on demand. Anytime. Anywhere. For more local radio every day, tune in to KCAA Loma Linda. Welcome to Smart Health Talk with your host, Elaine McFadden. Right before me, my newfound hippie side Once ignored these conspiracies online Out the window, visions of fear Sign me up now, make sure Take a walk on the wild side Will the birds and the bees survive? Would your children lie To see Mother Nature's Welcome to Smart Health Talk with your host, Elaine McFadden. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Smart Health Talk radio show. Yeah. You guys are at the right place because we're about ready to have a party right here at the station. That's right. If you tune in live, you can actually watch us here in the studio as we get ready to break open some bottles of not just any wine organic wine yeah you're probably like what no not only organic but it looks like 
I even have some biodynamic, which I've been wanting to try. That's the fray one, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, the fray, and then the, right. a couple other ones as well. Yep. Okay. Well, I, and that other voice you're hearing right here is uh, my guest. My guest right here in the studio today that I am so thrilled to have is Annie Arnold from the Organic Wine Exchange. And Thank you did for you guys me. even know that there was an organic wine exchange? Well, well welcome to the show. Thank Annie. you. Thank you so much for having me. And I bet people don't even hardly know that there's an organic wine exchange, do they? Well, you know, it's interesting. Even the most organic of organic people don't even know that there's that many organic wines available to them. So um, I created Organic Wine Exchange to make it available to the public and, and educate people. So, yeah, not that many people I do know about it. I didn't realize that you were the one that created it, Annie. That's awesome. Yes, thank you. Good idea. Right? Thank you. I appreciate it. And if you tune in live, everyone, all you have to do is go to KCAA Radio and you hit, hit the Ustream button and you can see us right here. And if you tune in, you will see a lineup of all these incredible organic wines. And we are going to be sampling a couple of them here. You don't think I'm just going to sit here in front <laughs> of all this wine and not at least taste a couple of them. So Annie, Annie's going to be over here. She's going to get us all set up with a, a couple of tastings. So in between our show here, we'll kind of be breaking uh, to talk about the various wines here. And then towards the end of the show, Annie's going to give us the lowdown on what is the difference between a conventional and an organic wine. And we're hoping that we're going to give you so many good reasons to choose organic that you're not even going to want that conventional wine ever again. <laughs> and so uh, that's my goal for this show today is to convince you to become an organic wine shopper and you can find a wide variety. Like how many varieties do you think you have, Annie? Oh, every variety. I mean, you name it, almost any variety that exists is made organically. It just depends. You know, every country has their select varietals that are very specific to their country. But for the most part, you know, there any country you go to, there's there's something there that's organic and um, just a lot of varietals to choose from. Yeah, and that article that um, I sent you last night that had six uh, top choices mm -hmm. for organic wines, which I'll be posting that everyone, or I did put that put that on my Twitter if you want to go look for it. And Annie, you did um, retweet it, and your mm -hmm. and what yeah. tell everyone what your Twitter um, handle is. Your name. Is at organic x. It's um, just the at sign, obviously, for Twitter, and then organic wine, and then EX. Oh, instead like, of like for, for exchange. Yes, yeah, okay. it's just abbreviated because there's only okay, so many Okay, yeah, left. so you can find, you can go, you know, start following Annie on Twitter as well, and then uh, do you have a website? I do. It's organicwineexchange.com. Well, of course, that's where people on, buy it, right? <laughs> exactly. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Organic Wine Exchange. It's just the Twitter that we had to shorten it. Right. Okay, so um, I hope that you guys will, you know, get on social media and uh, follow us on that as well. And okay, now um, I want to, we got another guest coming up that is going to be calling in and joining Annie and myself and Nathan. And he is um, an incredible guy from the, the biodiversity uh, nonprofit group. And what they do is really incredible. They're actually a group of lawyers that are out there fighting for um, people, people, animals, um, environment that it needs protecting and no one is fighting for them. <laughs> so 
they are out there fighting uh, a battle right now on pesticides. And you know that this is a big subject with us. And the reason that I keep hitting it over and over and over again, because this is everything, people. The pesticide issue is at the core of what's going on right now with our environment, climate change, uh, the epidemic of diseases, diabetes, all these other things, uh, diseases that are our top killers, pretty much. <laughs> we have an epidemic of that. Uh, and, you know, the warming of the climate is making the mosquito problem worse. And then we've got people thinking, you know, I, I'm going to say it over and over again. I have not seen proof that Zika and microcephaly are related. And so is, is Nathan on the phone there, Brandon? Okay, cool. Uh, Nathan's on the line. We'll be introducing her, him here in a minute. Um, I don't see the association there. I have not seen the proof. I have lots of people coming out saying the very same thing that I am. And yet we are spraying pesticides like crazy. Millions of bees just died in South Carolina from the Zika spraying. And we're spraying, and the chances of actually hitting a mosquito are just very minuscule, when instead we could be doing things like getting rid of the breeding grounds, the standing water. We're not even educating people on how to prevent mosquitoes. We need a massive public health campaign to educate people on how do we stop mosquitoes from becoming mosquitoes. You know, let's get rid of them. From the breeding ground up. Is right. that something it's all, that you've heard it's of? Really, it's all about, it's not just about the mosquitoes, it's all the unwanted pests that are on all, that are attracted to all the crops that are um, in different regions. The problem is, is that, you know, we have used this easy, quick solution to get rid of pests with these chemicals, whereas, you know, for centuries, um, the farmers and our ancestors still had to get rid of pests in some ways because they didn't want their crops to be ruined or to be eaten. And what they did is they created natural remedies. Like you said, you know, get rid of the still water with the mosquitoes where there's other bugs that eat, you know, the, the plants exactly. and animals. And then there's other, I totally there's just agree. natural selection. You just get the, you get the beneficial bugs, attack the, uh, which are beneficial insects, attack the bad insects that are attacking your crop. And, you know, you just for, let nature for take its course. Yeah, for mosquitoes, there's fish that eat the larvae. Yeah. And then there's the, the dunks. They're right. D-U-N-K, and it has a bacteria in it that kill the, bac the larvae. And so they never even become mosquitoes. And if we just did a campaign where we really tried to do that, we could get rid of West Nile, dengue fever, and Zika all at the same time. So that's something. Um, and plus, what you, what you said, Annie, is so spot on. And that's because I, I, I mentioned this before, but there is a study that came out, and the Rodale Institute has proved this too, that when you use the least amount of intervention, even insecticidal soap will affect it. But the, the farm, out of four farms where they tried pesticides, organic methods, and then virtually nothing, when they did virtually nothing, they had a bigger diversity of the beneficial insects and less of the bad ones. Right. Oh, isn't that what we want, everyone? Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, we have a lot of greed on this planet. Unfortunately, you know, you want to get as much of a crop yield as possible. In order to do that, you try to wipe out all the bad stuff that's, you know, unfortunately. I know, and that, that's the motivation. That, yeah, that's, that's the, the motivation. motivation. It's money it's at the end. But, and I'm really glad that you said that, because the Rodale Institute, after 30 years of testing, proved that organic yields were just as high as pesticide GMO yields. So there you go. 
Why why are we doing this? Why are we poisoning ourselves and our family? And you have to be so careful. I, I wish that I could get people to start embracing the idea of really looking at every single thing that you buy, what company it's made from. Do you want to support that company? Do you want to give them your dollars and make them more powerful? Or would you rather give the family-owned companies and the ones that deserve it? That's who I would rather give it to. So, you know, we have a choice every time we spend our dollar that we can have non-organic um food out of our home and just choose organic. And we know from the Swedish study, the organic effect, which won Nash international awards that when you take a family that eats conventional and test their urine, they're, it's full of multiple pesticides. Right. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, it's a good test. video. It's oh, like it's three good. minutes. Three minutes is uh, the organic effect. Yeah, you should post that. If you, you probably have a bunch yeah, of I know. Oh, yeah. It's on my playlist. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> under pesti- my pesticide folder. And I, I just think that it's the greatest video. And that little kid, when he comes out of the bathroom with his urine sample, is just adorable. <laughs> but I just thought that just said it all, that that video says everything because before they were before they started eating organic there was multiple pesticides in their urine and when they started eating organic guess what hardly any a tiny little blip i think on one of them and so when we're looking at these organic wines right here that's immediately what i think is the difference between this wine and that wine you're probably drinking okay and just uh, all the men out there if you want to go look Type in Smart Health Talk, Dr. Tyrone Hayes, and go watch our interviews with Dr. Hayes because atrazine, which is in that wine you're probably drinking, is feminizing you. That's right. It's turning you into a girl by causing you to secrete all kinds of estrogen in your body. I don't really think you want that. So you may want to... uh, Okay, a couple of other uh, quick announcements here, and then we're going to get to... to Nathan, and we're going to find out what's going on with this pesticide situation and the effort that they're trying to make right now. Okay, first of all, I just want to let you know, uh, Bear, Bear, we have a buying up of these big chemical biotech companies. Chinese chemical company wants to buy Syngenta, and Bayer wants to buy Monsanto. So it's going to get down where we only have a couple of companies controlling, monopolizing every single thing that we're eating. We don't want that. That is another reason to buy organic. Because when we buy organic, guess what? We're not giving Bayer, Syngenta, Dow, Monsanto, or any of those people our money. Because we didn't buy a product that used their products. Right? Isn't that? I love that concept. (laughs) Hey, Brandon, can you play that uh, That. Uh, invincible song for me <laughs> because every time you spend your dollar crank it up that's right that's what you should feel like when you use your dollar you're invincible you're powerful yeah you make a choice you change the world you change the world with your dollars everyone for sure hey can you find that pitbull song <coughs> because 
Yeah, the same buyouts are happening in the wine industry too. Over 51% of the wine industry is owned by only five uh, firms, wine firms. Most people don't know that. So Really, yeah. Annie? That yeah. is so, I'm going to make a graphic out of that. Yeah, there's you could just go online, you Google, you know, wine firms and see what wineries they own. Some of them do provide graphics and it's not a hidden thing. It's just that it's being they're being bought out more and more so they have more power, more say just like the food industry. Well, okay, I just want to let everyone know that that Triclosan, the antibacterial ingredient that's in all those soaps, it's in products, it's in toys, it's in household products, cutting boards, sponges, socks, undergarments, hairbrushes. Uh, They're putting this stuff in everything. And we're creating antibiotic-resistant bacteria because of this chemical. It was banned in Europe last year. Okay? Are they smarter than us Okay, the FDA banned it from soaps, but it's still going to be allowed in all these other products. I'm telling you, it, it causes, and it's an endocrine disruptor, and that's just what atrazine is. That's why it causes you to make estrogen, men, and women make more estrogen than they need and get breast cancer. And if that's not enough, the company that makes atrazine, Syngenta, actually created a breast cancer drug that reverses what their pesticide does to women. Why would you want to support that company? Okay. Now, uh, just other, oh, another thing, uh, the walnut industry has been allowed, is now being allowed to use a major pesticide. It was not even allowed before. It was, they said, oh, we got an emergency situation here. We have walnut blight. They have to spray it every five to seven to every seven to 10 days. They're spraying this horrible pesticide, which I looked it up. It's, it, can ca- um, it can cause all kinds of uh, nasty things. So we, you don't even want to be spraying it. You don't want to be eating it. And yet the F- EPA, after 20 years of asking, they were allowed to use it. Now, how is that an emergency when it took 20 years to get it? And when is it going to end? You know, that's what I want to know. Guess what, everyone? Quails eat ticks. Why are we not releasing quails all over the friggin' place to prevent Lyme disease? Right. I was oh. so excited when I heard that. I love quails. They're so adorable. They run around in little families. That, they have that little <laughs> dingly thing hanging from their forehead. A little baby quail. <laughs> I know. They're so good. And just in case you didn't know that you're in your food because the water is so contaminated with drugs, all kinds of drugs, including birth control pills, anticonvulsants, anticonvulsants that are given to epilepsy patients are in the water. And if pregnant women are exposed to it, it can cause congenital malformations in their baby. And I know someone that has like 45 water treatment plants and he told me the drugs are there. He could take them out, but they don't want to pay. Okay, so we got to decide if we want to pay a little bit more for our water. Now, antacids, I want to warn you, Pete, I've said this over and over again, antacids are causing all kinds of food allergies, it turns out, because you can't destroy the acid in your stomach to make it so it's not acid anymore and expect your food to get broken down the way it's supposed to get broken down. You're neutralizing the acid that's going to break down your food and supply the nutrients to your body. I just, you know... People are just, their bodies are so degenerated. They're so sick that that is why their digestive system is messed up. Okay, well, that was some of our in the news, everybody. Oh, one other quick one. Uh, Antibiotics are becoming useless against gonorrhea. 
And we antibiotic resistance is getting so bad that pretty soon people won't be able to have surgery. Think about that. If you can't have surgery because there's no antibiotic that will protect you from getting an infection after the surgery, where are we going to be at, everyone? Okay, I don't want to waste any more time. I want to get right to to Nathan. Uh, Go ahead and and then, Nathan, are you there? Yeah, I am. Hey, welcome to the show. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about your organization. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, My name is Nathan Donnelly. I'm a scientist at the Center for Biological Diversity. So we're, uh, we're an environmental nonprofit that's dedicated to maintaining uh, the biological diversity on our planet. We're very involved in making sure that imperiled species are given full protections under federal law so that they can ahead, essentially rebound and become healthy, sustained populations once again. So our ultimate goal is, is essentially to try to prevent having to list a species in the first place, and we have multiple programs uh, in our organization that deal with many threats that species face, like global climate change and increases in human human population, ocean pollution, stuff like that. Uh, I work in the environmental health program uh, at the Center for Biological Diversity, which uh, focuses on environmental toxins in our environment uh, and their impact on human health and the health of, of the environment. So as you and your listeners know very well, we're living in a world where no matter what you eat uh, or where you live, you're being exposed to a cocktail of chemicals uh, that are interacting with biological processes in your body uh, in unknown ways. Um, And it's not just humans, it's every living thing. So we try to use um, our expertise in existing law and keep up to date with cutting-edge research to try and get federal and state governments to enact greater regulations for the good of the planet. So that's our mission. Organization, um, I've had you on the show before. I thought you were a lawyer like our last guest. You're a scientist. Scientists rock, man. You guys are the Thank rock you. stars yeah. in my book. Right on. Well, I'm a dietitian with a master's in public health, so I am into science. I am into the science of the body and what makes us sick. And let's face it, you know, it's not just the food that we eat. It's not just exercise. It's the environment, too, isn't it, Nathan? It is, yeah. Um, You know, I started... I started my career, I got my PhD in um, cancer research, uh, human human cancer research. And so um, I did a lot of work on, on trying to find treatments um, uh, for various cancers. And, you know, I went, I went through that for almost a decade and uh, started just getting really down because, you know, we were essentially treating an incredibly com- complex disease. Um, and you know, not really focusing a lot on the prevention aspect of it and more on the treatment. And so That's I wanted, what I'm about. I wanted, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to focus on the, the prevention a little more. Um, and there's a lot of great, wonderful people doing cancer treatment work, and that, that needs to continue. But for myself, I figured um, that I, I wanted to, to go more into the uh, prevention side. And so decided to switch career paths a little bit, do a little more advocacy and, and government regulatory work. Um, so, so what, yeah. what happened, so, What happened, um, Nathan? Because I'm sure that at some point 
you know, here you were a scientist in the lab and all that. And now you're out fighting for policy change. So something happened along the way that like something clicked in your brain and you said, okay, if I want to stop cancer, I have to change policy. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, there are, there are things we can do in our own lives uh, that, that can prevent disease occurrence. There's very important things that we as individuals can do, uh, but there's also things we don't have control over. And so, you know, it's very important that our regulatory agencies provide protections for us on those things that we don't have control over because, um, you know, you can, you can, uh, choose to do, um, certain things in your lifestyle that, that can lead to uh, disease like cancer. Uh, but you can also think that you're doing the right thing and being healthy and doing what's right for you when, in fact, um, you're being exposed unknowingly to um, uh, environmental toxins that can cause disease. And so I wanted to focus a little more on having the government sort of step in and saying, hey, this, this widespread use of these chemicals that are not very well studied uh, we need to we need to put some greater regulations on that, and so so that's that's one one of the reasons why why I came into doing this work. Well, I have to tell you um, that when we had Dr. Tyrone Hayes on on the show, he brought to our attention that the EPA that oversees all pesticides was not even formed until 1972. And all of the pesticides, which are most of what we're using today, uh, were invented before that, and they never were tested. Never, they were never, um, they were never required to meet any particular protocol. Uh, safety uh, showed that they did any kind of safety testing, environmental testing, nothing. They were just still allowed to be used, and then the FDA just kind of sits back and looks for the bad ones to crop up. And I, I just, I was shocked. I was shocked about that. I did not know that. And it's just so upsetting. So tell me, what is like the most challenging part of your job? Because I'm sure that it, it it gets tough sometimes. Yeah, you're right. It absolutely does. <laughs> um, uh, the toughest part of my job is dealing with the EPA because I feel like they are not um, uh, act, they are not um, doing enough to uh, ensure that our environment and our health is protected. They're hamstrung in many ways uh, because some of our laws, 
particularly our pesticide law, which is called FIFRA, um, is a very is a very bad law. <laughs> it, it doesn't provide much protections, and even worse is the wait. Say that. Say that one again, Nathan, because I'm not familiar with it. Uh, FIFRA, that's the Federal Insecticide, Fungicide, Rodenticide Act. Oh, I did see this that the is, other day for the first time. Yeah, yeah. so this is the major law um, that, that governs the regulation of all the pesticides uh, in our country. Stronger than the Toxic Substances Control Act, or TOSCA, which was recently amended, but it's very weak as a law in general and does not provide the protections um, that it needs because it, it, you know, it caters very, very strongly towards the chemical industry. Um, really? And so it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that can't be true. <laughs> I, you know, for some reason, I don't have a hard time believing that. <laughs> but it's, it's in strong, it's in strong need of, of being amended and being completely rewor- reworked. But the EPA still does have, um, you know, they have a lot of discretion on how they use their authority under this law, and they are not using that discretion in a very effective manner. They're doing what's easy. You know, they're, they're taking the easy way out, um, and they're not making the hard choices. And, you know, they have political considerations to contend with, so I get it. Uh, you know, but it's the, the it's the farmers too, isn't it, Nathan? Because everyone has gotten used to this one system, and when you try to break away from the pesticides and the and the the fertilizers made from natural gas or whatever uh, to a more uh, sustainable uh, regenerative system, uh, there's. There's a period of time where it gets really hard, and I've heard someone say that it sounded, it was like the insects were on steroids or something, (laughs) the way they came out uh, to attack the fruit um, in an orchard, this one uh, story that I had heard before. So I I really feel for the farmers um, being in this position, but aren't we like, we're making like way too many of so many crops. I just recently read 200 billion dollars worth of peanuts that we don't need. And what what really makes me mad is that they're probably full of some of the worst pesticides. And we're going to we're going to pay those farmers. The government is going to pay the 200 uh billion dollars or whatever it was to the to the farmers for all excuse me I think it's 200 million uh to the farmers for all these peanuts. No, I think it was billion. I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> Uh, But it's crazy. And we're paying for milk and and like all these crops that we're not even using. And yet we have hardly any fruits and vegetables that are subsidized whatsoever. Less than 1% of the farm bill goes to fruit and vegetable farmers. And half our plate is supposed to be that for chronic disease prevention. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the monoculturalization of our agricultural sector is, is driving Almost, you know, many, many of these problems. And it's ripping so consumers is, off because we're not getting the diversity. We're just eating these, these, you know, a handful of crops, right? They just make it into different foods. Absolutely, and you know, it's it's growing just one crop in a very large area. You know, think of the wheat fields in Kansas or the the corn fields all over Iowa and Illinois. These are just providing these amazing breeding grounds for pests and they are our system i mean we are completely addicted to pesticides because these 
Us are basically living in a wonderland where they have all the food and everything they need. They can breed, and it's it's completely unsustainable. And it's making the farming community have to rely on these pesticides. And you know we're addicted at this point. Our entire country is addicted, and so the whole system needs an entire reworking. This is not going to be an easy fix. In fact, it's going to be extremely hard. But uh, we can start with ourselves, though, right, Nathan? We can start with ourselves. I understand we have to have, like, you know, a major overhaul um, with the agriculture, but isn't it individuals in our homes that are contributing to this uh, pesticide load as well? And, I mean, I was out, like, I had a weed growing in, in the cement, and I bent over, and I had some clippers, and I, like, dug it out. You know, it took me less than a minute just as much time as it would to take a, a, thing, a container of Roundup and spray that weed. And I'd still have to bend over and pick up the dead part. So uh, it's like people, like you said, we're conditioned in a whole different way. You're conditioned to go spray that weed with Roundup instead of just, you know, pull it up. Uh, it, it, yeah. I just I find it very upsetting. You know, I just we're, we're going to take uh, – do you have that pit bull – we are here, everyone. I have Annie Arnold from the Organic Wine Exchange. Have you ever heard of them, Nathan? The organic. Uh, no, I haven't. Have you ever well, Have I you have. ever uh, partaked in some organic wine before? <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's all I drink. Okay, and good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Because we're going to have. We're, go ahead and play that. We're going to. We're celebrating here. We're celebrating with all this great organic wine. Yeah, we're having a party, everybody. We're having a party because, yeah, we got Nathan out there fighting for us. And we got Annie over here making sure we have some good Cheers. organic wine. Woo! I need my own yeah. theme song. Oh, go ahead and tell us what this is, Annie. This is a Pinot Blanc from uh, from Domaine Eugene Meyer. It's from uh, the Alsace region of France. And what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, we were talking about this earlier, how those organic um, – spectrum of uh wine people don't realize that it's everywhere you know they they don't have that much education and it's not available everywhere i love this wine i love this wine because i am not i i do enjoy wine but i'm not a big wine drinker and i am super sensitive like if i drink uh non-organic like liquors and stuff like that i am like i get poisoning i get get your system so pure now I think that, that's it. I think that yeah, a lot of people who've gone. Have you heard that before? Yeah, when your system, you know, you're when you're used to feeling a certain way because you're, you know, eating toxins. That's the way you think is normal. Once you clear your system of all the toxins and you have just like a little bit, it really affects you a lot harder than it ever did before because you're more sensitive and you've found a new way of living. You live more, you know. And so people <laughs> probably try to eat healthy and then they they start to kind of go through that cleansing process and not feel so great and they're thinking, "Oh, this isn't even making me feel any better." Yeah. But this wine, it it just tastes really pure. It and it doesn't it de- I mean, the way that it goes down, it doesn't leave that like aftertaste that kind of uh you know, kind of a thing that's probably from the pesticides and well, the sulfides. That, and there's all that. a lot of things we'll get into. After, you know, there's it's additives, and there's a lot of wineries add additives. Of course, all the pesticides, which and, are and in this the farm. is what you cover, right, Nathan? Because we're when Annie is talking about like additives in wine uh, and the pesticides, but then and the additives in the food, those are all the things that you're looking at, right? Yeah. Um, Did you no, hear me say uh, about the drugs in the water? Did you hear me say that earlier? Uh, no, I didn't actually. 
Yeah, there's a, a new article out that says there's so many drugs in water that it's having uh, ha- having an effect on us on eating the food that's been sprayed with, uh, ir- you know, water that has these drugs in it and other yeah. other chemicals that it, they're starting to trace it back to. We're eating the food that had the drugs, and they were really. In the article, they were really uh, worried about pregnant women because this anti-convulsive drug given to epilep- people with epilepsy is in the water. And if they get exposed to that, it causes congenital malformations. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a lot of us are, are taking pharmaceutical drugs every day for, um, for health causes, and these are getting excreted through urine and other means and they're making its way into once once it goes through water treatment plants they end up making their way into um into our water so we need we need a better infrastructure to um treat water before it makes its way to the consumer well Um, nathan i know someone that like runs 45 water treatment plants and they told me that they know the drugs are there they know they're there, and they said that they they could actually filter it out, but people don't want to pay. The city doesn't want to pay the extra step that it takes to get that microscopic chemical out of the water, but they can do it, and they know that the drugs are there. So, you know, this is – and then, then we have, like, the fracking industry barely cleaning the water and watering crops with this – you know, they had all these like hundreds of to- toxic chemicals in it. And like, I really trust that they cleaned all of that out. I don't think so because, and that's actually, that's something I'd like to ask you because so many times uh, people think that, oh, this is processed and uh, that means that the pesticides or the GMOs and all that other stuff somehow like went bye-bye, especially with alcoholic beverages, Annie, like the, you know, vodka and things like that. People really think that there is no residue. What what do you say to that? Um, well, I'd say that that's not necessarily true, <laughs> you know, and it, it probably depends on the pesticide, you know, the fermentation process might break down some pesticides, but certainly not all of them, and it might actually, in fact, make certain pesticides more stable than they normally would be. So, um, you know, seeing a a food that's processed or an alcoholic beverage or something like that in no way means that 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 food is is free of of pesticides. They did a study in France a couple years ago um, that... uh studied only took 300 wines but out of those wines 90 percent came back with pesticide residual they did another little thing um recently here locally in the united states but i feel like they need to do a much broader um sampling of wines around the world um to get more of a clear image of what that's about because just because a you know wine is made um just i mean the alcoholic fermentation process does not um, change the fact that the pesticides are on the grape. They're, you know, they're not being rinsed off. And even if they were, it's not like they're going to, the pesticides are going to go anywhere. And the, you know, the grapes, you know, that are part of the dirty dozen, the dirtiest um, of the fruit are, you know, just sitting in the wine while it's being fermented and the skins are sitting in there for a long time. So, I mean, the fact that there was a study proves the fact that they're not going anywhere just because they're being fermented. <laughs> they're staying with the with the wine and with the grape. Yeah, and, yeah. and that brings up a good point. Like, what do, what do you find the hardest for people to accept? Like, I'm sure you've spent a lot of time 
you know, talking to people, trying to educate them. Uh, what do you find that is the hardest thing for people to be able to accept? Uh, are, are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, um, you know, most most people uh, believe that the EPA um, is a very strong organization that um, is doing everything that it can to protect our environment. And so when it comes to pesticides, most people actually think that the EPA does the scientific study to show that pesticides are safe. Um, and it comes as a surprise to almost everybody that it's the chemical companies that do the experiments on the pesticides to show to EPA that they're safe. And this is a, a inherent conflict of interest. And, um, you know, it just shows that, that the pesticide companies, these chemical companies, have complete control over the entire process. Uh, and ultimately, it's it's resulting in uh, weaker, weaker regulations and weaker protections for our own health. Well, um, Annie, why don't you, uh, you know, and I, you know, I, I find the same thing, Nathan. Um, I, I, I see that all the time. People are, and I think that they, they really want to believe that because if you accept the other, then that means that you have to accept all the rest. And it ha you have to accept the fact that you're feeding your family poisoned food that could be causing diseases now or later on. And I've, I've been up against that. I've had to train people, and I got, the, I got the reaction. You know, are you trying to tell me I'm poisoning my family? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what can I say? That's just the way it is. And it, it's just very, very hard. It's kind of like, you know, the, the different stages. Um, it doesn't happen immediately when you have these ailments or anything that might be caused by any kind of, um, you know, whether it's pesticides or any kind of environmental uh, things in the air, what we eat, what we you know wear, where we're sitting. It's it's not going to happen immediately just because something rubs off on us and then we eat something. We're not, we don't have an immediate reaction. Our bodies are amazing, amazing um, vessels and our bodies are, are always struggling to be healthy and always trying to regulate everything. And so, you know, with all that we're exposed to it does an amazing job but the more and more we expose our bodies to it it's kind of like um you know like a open barrel where if it's if it's overflowing it's you See, know I, it's, I like that's what, you when said. you start experiencing those um you know whether it's cancer or other kind of ailments you start you experience it then you don't experience it when your your barrels you know kind of empty you experience it when it's overflowing well i like what you said about what we choose because that's the thing and i've i've got kind of gotten to be a little bit uh, nastier in my old age, I guess, because Just straightforward I, to the point. You don't mess around anymore. I, I don't because I know time's limited. I'll be like, hey, you know, you need to quit eating that. Period. You know, stop it. Quit putting that between your lips. Quit choosing those things because you have a choice. People are like, no, I can't afford this stuff. I can't afford it. I'm like, yes, you can. You go to the farmer's market. You eat simple foods, real foods. And don't buy all these processed things. Don't go out to eat. And you'd be surprised. Like, okay, let's, uh, I wanted to get, I wanted Annie to have a chance to um, tell us a little bit more about uh, the wine, which reinforces what you're doing over there and uh, in your job as well, Nathan. Uh, well, what, one thing I want to mention before I forget is a new article just came out, Annie. I thought you would be interested in this. 
uh, because I had a midwife. I had my kids at home with a midwife, no drugs. It was, it was a very painful experience, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. It showed me that I, I, I am awesome. I can, do, I can do anything I set my mind to. My baby was born. It wasn't on drugs. It was perfectly coherent. I wasn't on drugs. Um, it, it was just a beautiful, beautiful experience. And um, shoot, now I remember. Oh, yeah. For, and one of the things that my midwife had taught me was that she had other patients that were starting to have contractions. And it was too soon. And she would recommend that they drank a little bit of wine just to slow the contractions down. And, of course, the big, you know, our our rules are just so, you know, it's either this or that. And, like, oh, pregnant women should never drink alcohol. Well, I have to admit, I drank a little sake. You know, that's that's, those rules are really for the people who are very have an addictive personality in my mind because it's you know if yeah, you so they if you it say it's okay then they'll go okay i'll just drink the bottle well what's one what's two glasses i you know if one glass is okay why don't i just do a little bit more but um but, but no, yeah I mean, the people that just drank a little bit you know yeah. a little bit they had absolutely no problem because some people don't even know they're pregnant and they're still drinking right so right. they they looked at all that and i thought that that was a really interesting because um, I felt like it vindicated my midwife for her recommendations. So, yeah. I because I've been waiting for a long time to do that. So, because I knew she was right, and I knew she was, and I just thought the way the midwives work. I was just watching one lady, like in South America, old Indian sh- shaman or something, like massaging the woman afterwards to help. Uh, they had a special massage for after the women had the baby. I'm like, what doctor does that for me? You know, there's no doctor that's going to give me a massage after I have my baby to help help my uterus get back into shape. <laughs> but okay, why don't you go ahead and tell us, Annie? Like, um, like first of all, what what motivated you? And then give us we only we have like ten minutes left, so give us the kind of the nitty oh gritty on. Organic wine versus conventional wine. And then please jump in, Nathan, if you have any um, comments on anything Annie says, because this is all about like the pesticides, what you're expert at. So go ahead. Well, let's start with your first question. What got me into this? Uh, my family's actually been in the wine business since 1938. We've uh, always really? sold wine. We've always been in the retail side of the industry, uh, even way before wine is popular. And it wasn't until I kind of stepped away from it, uh, had my own career doing something completely different and coming back to it uh, that I started discovering more that I was, you know, wanted to live a more healthy lifestyle, wanted to eat more organically. And when I decided to create and move the company online and change well, I didn't know I was going to change the name at first, but move the company online um, and sell wine, I started looking at all into what small producers I want to represent because I was really into the smaller boutique wineries. And I just started finding winery after winery and just completely going either organic or sustainable and they had all these great messages and I thought, well, gosh, I don't even know about this stuff. How do I don't how do I not know about these wineries and what they're doing? If I don't know about it, my family's been in the wine industry for, you know, so long, then nobody knows about it. I mean, it's just it just wasn't out there that there were so many wineries that were doing this and I felt, you know, com- that they just needed 
a little bit more representation and get the word out. So um, created Organic Wine Exchange with the mission of being able to supply uh, wines made with organic grapes and organic wine. There's a difference, actually, so we can get into that if we have time. And um, make it available for everybody because let's face it, we're all next to Whole, not next to Whole Foods. Where I live, we just got a Whole Foods a year ago, and um, and where I live, there's also a Clarkson's, a very very small. You know, both of them they are grocery stores. They have to sell the you know vegetables and the breads and the every all everything else. They can't. Ha- they're not a wine store. And uh, there's a lot of wineries from around the world that are we're producing wines made with organic grapes. I'm looking in front of me here and I see such a big diversity and I I have had as much as like bottles of wine that that cost like, you know, $400 a bottle even. Right. And I like this this uh, one um, how do you say it? I say it fry is it fry or fry fry a fry uh, okay yeah. fry. Um 8 it was like $8.60 at Clark's for inorganic Wine. Well, most of these people, what people don't realize is that a lot of the winemakers who are um, produce and the grape growers that are producing organic grapes or wines made with organic grapes, they're salt of the earth people. They're not there to like you know break your pocketbook. This is something that's very important to them, and they want to make it affordable for you. That's they don't point. want to. They're not there to you know have you pay for their college, their kids' college education, and their Jaguar and their you know swanky you know looking kind of seller. They are there to grow and produce. Um, wholesome products and they are they make do- it safe for their family oh yeah it's, it goes there. way beyond the bottle I and mean, what people have to realize is these are like if you could just transform this image on our table or in your mind if you're on the radio um all these bottles if you just picture them as grapes just grape bundles instead of bottles they all came from the earth they all came from a farm and it starts with the farmer and um and although there's a person in the middle that's making and for helping these w- wines transition so. into um, into wine or to the grapes transition into wine, um, they start with the grapes and they start with a farm and a family. And the family doesn't want to be around all those pesticides. They don't want sprays. But that's who in their gets hum- the most cancer and all yeah, that. Yeah, all the farmers, they- uh, the families who live on the farms, uh, the workers. It, yeah, they don't know until they're in their fifties and all of a sudden you know it's too late. They can't rid their their lives of uh, or their bodies of all these chemicals and they're getting a lot getting it worse than we are because we're are as we consume them um you know we our bodies are processing different than if they were to just be sprayed on top of us so they're doing it for the land as well that's the third reason so for the consumer for their family but the land is really important aspect of it as well because um, the pesticides are stripping the land of all its nutrients and the top layer of soil throughout the earth is you know becoming less and less because of all the toxicity toxicity that we're doing and that means lower yields when when you when you get get rid of the top soil lower lower. and not as good uh, product and and you're not you're when you're stripping the the nutrients yeah the taste when you're and stripping the nutrients too. you're not giving um the grape the chance or the food any food for that matter we don't even have to talk about grapes we could talk about tomatoes right now uh, all the grapes and the tomatoes of the world are being stripped from their nutrients when there's chemicals being added to the soil and they're not just added to they're not added you know directly to the soil but it's going through the vines and the vines are down in the soil so it's all interrelated it's all um, and chemicals, like Nathan, uh, this is something I see all the time. It's like they're making it like chemicals are great. Aren't you? Aren't you happy that we have this new flavor of Lay's potato chips that we made up here with some um, with our chemist or whatever? Do you see that a lot, Nathan? Oh yeah. What's what's the. Uh... The slogan, better living through chemistry, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, people I don't even that. realize that it, uh, that's happening. And all it's not just like the Lay's potato chips. I mean, if 
the one thing that's really crazy, if anybody were to go home right now or on their way home or whatever when they get home, check the bottle of wine, liquor, or spirits, or beer, anything in their cabinet, and turn the bottle around. You will not see a nutrition facts. You will not see ingredient label. And the wine, beer, and spirits industry is just as guilty as the potato chip and the cracker industry. They are adding, you know, ingredients to change the flavor, texture, taste, aroma. If you have a bad yield, you have a bad vintage, you know, you could doctor it up to make it taste better. If you're trying to buy grapes from other places because you're getting greedy and you want to make more of that Chardonnay that you've been making for, you know, you've been selling cases of and you're selling out, well, you have to buy it from somebody else and you have to make it taste the same. So they have biochemists. Um, not that biochemists are bad. Biochemists are even on organic vineyards mostly to make sure that things are going all right. But you have um, scientists that are changing the flavor profile and the texture to make the wine taste better. And that's why, um, you know, it's kind of an illusion that's that's happening in the in the. No, I, I, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up, Nathan. Have you heard of the the company in San Diego that is kind of a secret company that makes designer chemicals that are excitogens and stimulate the addictive part of our brain? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Yeah, I'll send you information on them. I'll go look it up because you should you should be aware of that, and just. For, just like what Annie was saying, everyone, they're doing this to all kinds of food. Take, for instance, pizza. What's the difference between Domino's and Papa John's? I'll tell you what the difference is. The cheese and the chemicals that they are putting in the cheese, those artificial flavors are actually drugs that are designed to stimulate uh, the addictive part of your brain, they're called excitogens, and they're made by a company in San Diego that's a secret company. They want you to crave Papa John's. They want you to crave Domino's with these chemicals that are being added. And I didn't even think about that, Annie. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Why don't you tell us about some other things that should draw us? We only have a couple of minutes left, so I want to I want to well, give Nathan a chance to say a last word. Well, you know, we have with wine, beer, spirits, everything, um, it's it's kind of an open book. Uh, you can go on Google anything about all these products. But the main thing to realize is that when you're buying anything that says organic wine, it's certified with organic grapes. But also if you buy something that says uh, made with organic grapes, it's also a USDA um, coin term um, that allows the wineries that are made with making wines with certified organic grapes to add a little bit of sulfur dioxide to help with the, um, the aging process. But other than that, um, you know, when you're in Europe, when you're anywhere else in the world, all of them will be called organic wine. A lot of people get a little turned away. Bio, biologic. Oh, there's biodynamic too. But a lot of people get turned away yeah, when yeah, they I see the, the, the word that oh, they, biologic. Yeah, yeah they have a, in Europe, it's like agriculture, biologique or something. I mean, I, yeah. I can't pronounce it very well. But um, yeah, the important thing to realize is that even the organic, made with organic grape term on the bottle is also certified, is a certification given by the USDA. And a lot of people think, oh, well, when I see a bag of potato chips and I see natural on the bag, um, that must be a greenwashing term because we're starting to get a little bit smart uh, with these advertising. Natural terms. means nothing. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. But but made with organic grapes does. And so in our country, unfortunately, uh, we have two different certifications. And then we have you know biodynamics, and that's a whole nother. And that's um, the organic wine exchange, everyone. And go ahead, Nathan. Go ahead and tell us uh, your website as well and where people can find your information. Oh yeah, we're at. Um www.biologicaldiversity.org um, It's a great site. You can search around on there. We've got uh, action alerts uh, for you to, to lend your voice to support um, actions to help species um, um, thrive um, as well as help human health. 
Uh, we've got a lot of good information on there as well on um, steps you can take to uh, help uh, preserve our planet. Yeah, and that's what people want to help, and they just need to know what to do, and that's that's great. Biologicaldiversity.org, everyone. And then don't forget, Organic Wine Exchange. And please, you know, 